What is going on? Welcome to Talking Baseball. Albert Pujo 700, the best to ever do it. And I'm not talking Albert. Guardians popping bottles. Players only. Oh, it's a big out. Week and a half to the playoffs. What? Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented to you by SeatGeek. Make sure you are going to your team's maybe final games of the regular season with SeatGeek. Download the app. Get $20 off your first SeatGeek order with code TALKING. That's code TALKING, $20 off your first SeatGeek order. I've been using it. I've been going to all these Yankee games to try to see Aaron Judge hit his 61st home run of the season, and he has not done that. Um, But there's a lot of pressure. His wife came up and said she's a big fan of what we're doing. No big deal. Uh, Trevor, out on the left coast, back in action after his camping trip. Are you refreshed? Did you feed off the hills? Are you more tired? Yeah, refreshed, I don't know if it's the right word. I had a great time this weekend, but we had a bunch of kiddos with us, so it was kind of a, you know, it was a lot. But I had a great time, like I said, uh, fresh air. I was catching all the fish, bro. Just rainbow trout, hear my name, and they just freak out. Like, we got to get away from this guy. He's here to catch us all. Got a little bit of trout thumb, which is always a good thing. But, but, baseball's hot in the streets. How many days we got left? Trev, the regular season ends October 5th, which is next Wednesday. Mm. Insane. Insane. And a lot of stuff happened this weekend, like milestone stuff. It felt like those first two weeks of August were dragging. Deadline, it felt like the calendar didn't move. And then flash forward, is that the phrase? Fast forward? Yeah. September 26th. I had another wedding this weekend. Obviously, ripped it up <laughs> in the cast. Did you really? Congrats to Sydney and Eddie. Yes, Trev. Bro, you got too many friends. Too many weddings. Um Trevor Plouffe and Trout. Could that be a could that be an off-season show this year? People are saying. Okay. Okay. He had a big weekend. You know, fishing is not that fun to watch. I was talking about Mike Trout. Oh, Michael. Yeah. You said Trout fears you. That wasn't... I don't think he fears me. Okay. He knows you're coming. He fears an intentional walk. Mm. Cowards. Soft. Um, Soft. Trevor, we are in... We're in the end game, man. Uh, We were talking a lot before the show. I mean... Teams are eliminated. Your Boston Red Sox are eliminated from postseason contention. We are we are up against it. I, I think the consensus amongst most baseball fans is that they wish there was one more race to dive into. But, I mean, since, yeah. since the White Sox have fully fallen off the cliff, um, is that there's that NL wildcard chase. Uh, and the Mets Braves is still the storyline, but man, it's, uh, and I don't know. I I don't know if we're judging this first year of the playoff format, but end of the regular season wise, outside of two of the most historic home run seasons we've ever seen in a year where hitting's down funny enough, 
Uh, it seems like the races were missing just just a little juice. Yeah, I saw someone talk about that earlier today on social media. You know, if we didn't have the extra wild card team, then you know the Royals storming back to beat the Mariners and putting up an eleven spot right. means a lot more than it does. Right. And maybe it wouldn't have happened because you know you'd be managing differently. But yeah, that AL wild wild card race would be. It's pretty good right now, and just because of seeding. But we're talking about leaving one of those teams out. That's a different ball game. The NL wild card race is still good. We still have enough teams where they're fighting for the last spot. But yeah, I mean, I don't. Know, t- before we judge the postseason, I mean, the postseason has to happen. We have to see how these three game sets work. I'm, I'm excited to see all three of the games, you know, be played at the higher seeds home, you know, field. So it's, we'll see. I think the jury's still out. Yeah, I mean, we have to see the actual playoff part of it. Right now, there are two teams above 500 that would not be in the playoffs. Your Milwaukee Brewers and the Baltimore Orioles. How about that? You can't predict baseball. So, I guess we'll see. Uh, I mean, for the playoffs, like, the matchups still seem awesome. The Guardians, how they just took over the Central. Good for them. Um, Popping bottles. Our guy Tristan McKenzie having a blast. We love that. Uh, you want to talk a little NL ball, Trevioso? You know I'm leading off today. I'm the prototypical power hitter, yep. one nothing type guy. Don't bring, don't bring any of your soft tossing lefties to the ballpark. First pitch fastball, I'm on it. I don't take those <laughs> don't anymore. Don't throw that. Change up, uh, Trevor. Why don't you walk us through the National League? Can't really hear the music, but my people, we are going to start out in the greatest city to ever exist. That's Los Angeles, the city of angels, where the Dodgers took two of three from the Cardinals. No one cares. The only thing we're talking about is Albert, our guy, the machine, hits 699 and 700 on Friday night. My goodness, it was a sight to see. We will be talking about that going forward. Uh, Dodgers handle the business the next two days. They'll go as 11-0 Cardinals in that Friday night game. Then 6-2 Dodgers, 4-1 Dodgers. They got some stuff going on with the IL. Dustin May, they're left-handed heavy. We're going to talk about it all. But Albert, we love you, doll. Moving on, my other city, Philadelphia. The Braves go into town. They split this series 2-2. Went 1-0 Phillies, 9-1 Phillies. They take the first two games. And the Braves battle back 6-3 and then 11 or 8-7 in 11 innings. They split the series. There are some playoff implications in this one. We'll get into it uh, again. More IL stuff. The Braves doing it or not doing it, I guess. Strider to the IL with an oblique. My goodness, that could really, really hurt. Uh, we'll get into that series in a bit. Moving on. Now we're going to Jake City. Why do we own all these cities? We just do we're in Colorado. That's not a city. That's a state, you dummy. Padres take two out of three from them. 4-3 Rockies in the first one. They win in extra innings. Then it went Padres 9-3. And then Padres 13-6. Right now, Padres got a little comfortable lead. One and a half games up on uh, Philly. Two and a half games up on Milwaukee. Or more than that, I think. They're sitting pretty. Padres doing it there. Uh, moving on, speaking of the Brew Crew, they go into Cincinnati. They take three or four. They're doing their business. Is it going to be enough? It goes 5-1, 5-3, 10-2. Brewers for the Reds won yesterday's game 2-1. Uh, Brew Crew's got to get it going here. Uh, 
Uh, again, we'll go into that one. Then there's a bunch of series that don't really have many playoff implications. Giants and D-backs. Giants take two or three. Six, five Giants. Five, two D-backs. Three, two Giants. Cubs at Pirates. Cubs win three out of four there. They go three, two Cubs. Six, five Cubs. Six, oh, Pirates. And then eight, three Cubs in that last game. And then the last series in the National League was the Nationals at the Marlins. The Marlins take two or three, five, two, four, one Marlins before the Nationals won game three, six to one. We know Don Mattingly will not be returning next year for the Marlins. There's some stuff going on there. We'll talk about that. But my friends, that's what happened in the National League. TPP, Trevor Plouffe, thank you. Your standings, as you alluded to along the way, you know what, I'll start with that. I'll mix it up a little bit in that best city you referenced in the world. Ever. The Los Angeles Dodgers are 106 and 47. 106 and 47. Almost playing 700 balls at a thing? That's a thing. That is most certainly a thing. Uh, they are so good, and they maintain a 21-game lead on the San Diego Padres. St. Louis, 89-65 and 65 as they own the Central. And the New York Mets are a game and a half up on the Atlanta Braves as we sneak closer and closer to this weekend's series in Atlanta, Mets-Braves. Uh, both of those teams trying to make their final uh, snag for the East. In the wild card, the Braves currently obviously hold that pole position, 95 and 58. They're having a great year. San Diego is 85 and 68, a game and a half up on the Phillies. And the Phillies in that last spot, three and seven in their last 10. They're struggling a little bit, a game and a half up on Milwaukee, but they do have the tiebreaker. So that's essentially a two game lead. Trevor. Cron uh, Pod, and maybe I, I already did it with the standings a little bit. It seemed like you kicked us off in L.A., your favorite city in the world. My favorite city in the world. We're going to go over some of the hot topics here in the NL, and there's nothing hotter than Albert Pujols. Friday night, does six ninety nine. The first one off. Heaney, one, two, heater in. Albert, looked like he cheated to it. I got to be honest with you, because the hands got there pretty quickly. Um, Hits the bomb. And then you're like, okay, it's going to happen. Yeah. And I believe it was Phil Bickford with the hanger. And Albert didn't miss it again. And I talked about it a little bit on baseball today. Like the joy in his face. And maybe some, like a, you know, some pressure, some weight off his shoulders type thing. When he looked into the dugout before he got there to first base and just gave the smile, man. I just think it's so cool. And, you know, I, I listened to the post-game interviews and, and talked to some people. And uh, one thing that Albert did say, which I thought was cool, he's like, you know, if it had to happen anywhere other than St. Louis, he was happy it happened in L.A. because when he went over there, that's kind of what rejuvenated his love for the game. Um, he wasn't there for very long, obviously. But he got to do it with the Cardinals in L.A. And I think that maybe would be the second best option for him. But nonetheless, I mean... I think we might see another 700. Maybe we mm. won't. I think a lot of people are saying we won't ever see 700 again. This is a very, very special moment for baseball. And a guy that's really, you know, one of the more universally respected dudes in the game. 
Um, you just have to kind of sit back and marvel because you can't really you say the word 700 or the number 700. Is it a word or a number? I think it's both. Ooh. I think so, right? Wow. Heavy. <laughs> well, 700 be two words. 700 is two words that together you, make a number. Yeah. So when you think about it, yeah, it's a lot. But then like we always say, break it down, man. It's just an incredible achievement. 21 fucking years, dude, hitting homers. It's really cool. I'm happy for Albert. He seems happy. I guess we can talk about the ball too a little bit. That, mm. that, that That's kind of an interesting aspect about all of this. But what are your thoughts on all Albert? It can't be driven home enough uh, of how awesome this is. Baseball is a sport that, you know, the Hall of Fame and the small hall and some of, some of the conversations that we're going to have every offseason for the rest of our lives. Um, and the home run and what the home run is and, you know, just how cool a home run is. It's it's kind of one of baseball's biggest wins at the end of the day. Like, a, a home run is badass. Like, I just took you out the park. Uh, Trev did it 106 times to fools. 700 home runs. Okay. So this thing that everyone tries to achieve on a baseball field until you can't. Barry Bonds. You know, some say one of the best to ever play. Some say a guy that used steroids and, you know, Cooked the books a little bit the second half of his career, and he is not in the Hall of Fame because of that reason. He's, in, he's one of the 700 guys. Hank Aaron. Henry Aaron, if you're one of the kids that don't know, uh, you know, I've, I've watched a couple of the mini docs on him and stuff. For being a guy that was really breaking the mold and everything he was going up against, to do it as long as he did is impressive. And I know... You know, he led led the league in home runs four times. Uh, he never hit 50. Like, some people almost hold that against him. You could hold that for him. Uh, I, I mean, the fact that he did it for so long, hitting home runs. He played from age 20 to 42, hitting a bunch of home runs every year along the way. The longevity, the health aspect of it. I mean, let me get a quick Jakey Butter knife for you. From 55 to 70, so that's 16 seasons. He averaged 153 games. That itself is impressive. Never mind he. Never mind the fact he was hitting 36 home runs a year during that span. Uh, the guy's all time. He took down Babe Ruth in a time when people didn't like Babe Ruth to be taken down. He's all time. I mentioned Babe Ruth. He's that other guy. He's the guy that's still known in pop culture like. Throughout our society, you know Babe Ruth. <laughs> He's like, a, a chunk of this country is built on Babe Ruth's like arrogance and cocksureness and who he was as a person. There's now only one other person in the club. It's Albert Pujols. Um, so you got Barry and everything that comes with that. Hen Hammer and Hank, who did it as long and well as anyone, Roman. Uh, and the Babe. And now Albert Pujols is there. So, Albert is the only person, I mean, I, I mentioned Henry Aaron, we're talking, you know, played into the 70s. You know, 50 years later, Albert's the only guy outside of Barry Bonds. It's really impressive. I keep driving home. That number, most home, most home runs off of different pitchers is crazy impressive. Yeah. Um, because it's almost double Ruth. 
Um, I, I don't know where it's at with Hank Aaron, but I think seven. we'll see 700 again. Uh, I mean, there's some candidates out there. And I think the bigger thing, especially with Tom Brady now, the fact that we're learning more and more about health and the body and longevity. Why are you laughing when you hear me say? <laughs> Why you brought Tom Brady up? I mean, Tom Brady's playing quarterback at 45. Like, people didn't think that would happen. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And so I'll bring that over back to baseball again. No strawberries, people. You know, or if, tomatoes. That's what you just don't eat those and you're good. You know, if, if, if a trout or a soda or one of those guys really wants to play to their 45s and put up those last couple years where you're hitting 13 homers, you know, I, I think they can approach something special. And, you know, there's always going to be the next guy, right? So maybe it's Jordan Alvarez because every time I look at that guy's stat page, it, it reminds me of an all-time great at a young age. So uh, I think we will see it, but there is also a chance we don't, man. Pitchers are nuts right now. Yeah, there's like two sides of that argument, right? The pitchers are just getting better. Uh, I guess the other take is that we're focusing more on slugging than ever and right. putting the ball in the air and and we were getting bigger and stronger and, you know, those home runs hopefully for hitter's sake should be maybe easy. I don't know. There's just two sides of the argument. 700 is a crazy number. I mean, we say that's going to happen again. You never know. I think the longevity aspect it, you can see it working both ways where, yeah, if a guy really wants to play long enough, like he can really take care of his body, we know more things about that. But at the same time, it's like having the will to play that long is something that not a lot right. of guys have, dude. It ends up becoming like, dude, I, I don't know if I want to do this again for another year. So, like, you have to be a special person. You have to be a real dog, like a freaking rat to stick around like that, you know. So, we'll see. Uh, other stuff in the game or the series, uh, Rosie uh, touched on it this morning too. The Dodgers, um, the Dodgers uh, putting Dustin May on the IL. He was working his way back. They needed him to, for some length in the rotation. They're real lefty heavy now. It's going to be interesting to see how they line up their postseason rotation. I think right now it's going to be uh, Urias, Kershaw, Anderson, and then we're going to have to figure it out. I think Gonsolin is not going to be um, stretched out enough. They're talking about putting him like in a, a long kind of role so that he might have to piggyback with someone. Dodgers fans, let me know. I've been kind of scouring to see what they're going to do. Are they, is Bobby Miller, a, a, is that going to mm. happen? Are they going to bring up somebody from AAA to kind of help with the rotation out? Like they got to make a decision there. You know, they also took Kimbrell out of the closer role. So, you know, they're going by committee right now, which I don't think is as big of a deal as people think it is. Um, I think the rotation is more, it's more interesting. We'll see what they have. Like they have time. They've, they've done well enough where they're going to have the buy and they've given themselves extra time to prepare for the playoffs. But man, like that rotation is taking a hit all year and they battle it because they have depth, but that depth is being tested now. And more so for me, it's, it's the beauty of baseball. It's the matchup part that we haven't been able to hone in yet with the Mets and the Braves uh, as they fight it out for the for that two seed in the National League. The Cardinals, let's say they go on this miracle postseason run and it's Yachty and it's Wayno, Arenado and Goldschmidt, they're incredible seasons, right? Albert Pujols is one of the best hitters in baseball versus lefties. 
Paul Goldschmidt, I think, is the best hitter in baseball versus lefties. So, that's the part that's more important to me. I, I, I can't... The Dodgers are the Dodgers, man, and they, they pitch, they hit, they do all of it, right? It, it kind of doesn't matter the name on the jersey. If it has Dodgers on the front, people are doing good things. But if they run into a matchup... And, you know, I'm interested right now, I think, because the Dodgers are the one, they're going to be lined up with the 4-5 seed, which is currently Braves-Padres. We'll see if if that shuffles at all with the Phillies or or even Milwaukee. But if one of those teams, like, righty-lefty splits are something that, uh, I don't know, you can bank on in baseball. Like, you you really can. You know, I... Trev, not in a non-joking way, if 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 we threw on you you on the field and there was a soft toss and lefty, you'd be feeling good right now. Like you know you've got that in the back. I know you'd be feeling good. I like you pumping my gas a little bit. Sure, I'll I know take you'd it. Be yeah, feeling good. Put that, it back out there. Yeah, right. I'm gonna get blown up, bro. That would be that's that's what I would start to circle. Like I Whoever advances to play the Dodgers, if they're going with their all-lefty starting rotation, and whether it's a Manny Machado or Ronnie Acuna or, or whoever it may be, that can change. That changes a series outlook. Our chat is letting me know. I mean, I know Michael Grove is there. He might have to be piggybacked by like a Heaney. Um, Pepio's also done it. I, I just, that that depth. That we were talking about with the Dodgers uh, prior to the season has led them to this point, but like I said, it's really, really being tested now. I don't. I mean, what's the Dodgers' rotation now? If you ranked like the postseason teams, where would they rank with these injuries? Like, not high, I don't think. Like, yeah, you got you got a couple dogs again. I keep saying dogs and rats. Yeah, People you're all about it. It's because I was in the wilderness, people. I was with yeah. nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, dude, I mean, it's where would they rank? Fourth, fifth, sixth? It's not ideal if you're a Dodgers fan. But, look, you go score a bunch of runs, no one gives a shit. Yeah, they and bang I mean. bang the ball around like they can. I, I mean, they're the Dodgers. We don't, we don't treat Clayton Kershaw like we should, um, which is kind of on us and some of his past playoff performances. Urias, we should respect as a a dog, as you were saying. He's been in the postseason. He's put together a full season here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that that National League, I mean, whether you're talking to Grom Scherzer, even to Bassett, whether you're talking about some of those Braves guys, um, I mean, I think they've got St. Louis beat, right? So, uh, I don't – but. They don't have San Diego. I'd, I'd take San Diego starters over them. But that is ignoring the fact that their lineup starts with Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman. So, like, <laughs> the Dodgers are going to be fine. Um, I'm, I can't wait to find out who they're matched up with because that changes, that changes lineup construction. That changes who's starting. That changes up your pinch hitters, everything. People keep writing here. Dodgers have the lowest team ERA. I understand that, but they had Tony Gonsolin stretched out, you know, doing right. his thing all year. Okay, Walker Buehler was part of that early on. Like, um, like these guys aren't there right now. Okay, it's it's different. This isn't the this isn't the rotation that's been there all sing all year. 
that some of the guys, like it's just, I'm, I'm saying, I'm not, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, mm. but it's okay to say, hey, like that rotation is being tested right now. And it's going to be tested in the postseason. You're talking about the Cardinals and how they bang lefties. I mean, that's a big mm. deal, dude. It's a big deal. That's how these teams are good, lining up platoons. So, like, you have the advantage. If you have a team that bangs lefties and you're starting fucking three of them, that, ma- that means something. doesn't mean you're going to lose all those games, but you it's not ideal. Changes bullpen usage. It, it you know, it, it affects a whole series. And when we're talking – Either five games or seven games. Um, yeah, we will see. Um, anything for the Cardinals? I mean, they, they check off the history, which which was a big part of this. Quintana has another good start. Good for him. But, uh, I, I mean, let's be honest. They're in, they're in playoff mode as well. They're in playoff mode. We have a note here talking about Monty and Wainwright battling, like, dead arm, arm fatigue. So that's something we have to, you know, keep an eye on. I think they're... They're pretty much locked into where they're going to be so they can start prepping for the three-game set that they're going to have to play. And it looks like it's going to be either Philadelphia, Milwaukee, or San Diego. Got to get it right. Mm. I think Wayno said he's on a pitch count right now. Um, I think that's all in preparation for a big postseason run. Yeah, I mean, Wayno... Wayno is one of the few pitchers that this postseason we could see him throw... Buck twenty five if the ball. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean he he won't be shy. No, it's sick. Probably the only person that's also in that tier. Probably Justin Verlander. If if these old men want to empty the tank, they will, and they have Mm. for so long. They'll be allowed to. Um, Cardinals kind of have a chance to end the Brewers this week. They're playing again. Ooh, yeah, in Milwaukee. Drive the stake. Um. You want to do some Braves-Phils, Trev? Braves-Phils, we kind of talked about it on the rundown. I think some of the bigger news coming out of this, you know, Phillies have been playing good ball. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're battling Milwaukee for that last one. But as you mentioned, you know, the one-and-a-half game lead is actually a two-and-a-half game lead because they have the tiebreaker. Uh, Braves got some really bad news here, you know, putting uh, Strider on the I.L., and from everything that I read, he, he started to feel it in his last start. And then he was like throwing a side and it just it just wasn't loosening up on him. And that's a little scary, man. Every single time we talk about obliques, it's I I, I tell people it's, it's a serious thing. Whether it's a small little ache or it's and it, or a dull pain, like it all means something there. And if you can't, it's not like arm fatigue where you can say, Oh, let's put a, a pitch count on, or we can, you know we can just figure out a way to get through it. Like an oblique, if an oblique goes and it actually like pulls, like he's done for the season, he's out. It won't pitch in the postseason. He won't do anything like that. So this is definitely something to watch out for. I mean, this is one of the better pitchers in the national league right now. Like was probably the front runner with his teammate for national league rookie of the year. He's been sensational and uh, we're going to have to watch out and make sure that he's back ready to go. The postseason dominant. I mean that the the quickest pitcher to two hundred strikeouts in a season, um, with the velo, with the slider. You look at the guy's legs. If you didn't check out that the the video he did with Peter Moylan, some of his workout stuff, it was a really good reminder that like, oh yeah, these dudes are different. Um, 
That yeah, uh, that would be a massive blow to them. And uh, Peter was on Friday, uh, and the news was still kind of breaking and happening. That we'll see. I mean, hey, hopefully we could be back here in two weeks, and it's good to be young. It's good to be a young, healthy twenty-three-year-old, and the obliques feeling better, and he's ready to go. But if not, yeah, man. I mean, he he was supposed to be one of their horses through this playoff run. Now, as you always point out, Max Freed, one of maybe the most overlooked pitcher in baseball for how elite he is. How's your two five ERA this year and twenty nine starts? Guy's a bona fide stud. Uh, Kyle Wright had his breakout season, and Charlie. He Morton. might be the most underrated pitcher. We talk about Max because uh, you know he's kind of quiet, but he's got like. You know, the hardware and, right. and the notoriety. Kyle Wright won 20 games this season. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a very much... He has like a 1997 Cy Young season going. <laughs> like that's... Kyle Wright just won your 97 Cy Young. Um, yeah, uh, Strider would be a, a massive blow. Um, and I don't... Like you're saying, I mean, oblique, I, I'm normally... I'm normally too positive when it comes to injuries, especially actually this time of year, because it's the end of the season, right? So if if you're gonna if you're gonna go for it, and it's not something where you can really hurt yourself, which in oblique you kind of can. So uh, I'm not saying that, but you know if you've got you know the Yankees injuries right now, and I'm sorry that I have to use these as an example, but it's what I know best. Like Matt Carpenter at broke a bone in his foot, I think. So if he can swing a bat and jog. He's got a chance to be a postseason guy because he can't really hurt his foot that much more. Uh, Strider, it gets very interesting because a young pitcher, a young valuable pitcher. um, Right now, I've got him kind of in the no column, which, again, would be a massive change to this National League postseason. So we have nine days left or eight days left in the season. The Braves... Are hoping they don't have to play in the wild card. Where are they at right now? They are one and a half back of the Mets with a massive series yep. coming up. So they I mean the extra days off would be huge for that. If if I'm the if I'm the Braves and this is actually this is an actual like oblique issue, you might just have them off of the roster for the first round so you can get him better see that's the shit i love trev because you're probably it's, right because you can still go freed more and right and you're not hurt that much where if we're talking a five or seven game set you're gonna really want strider but also i don't how's he feeling how's he looking I, it gets tricky quick we gotta watch for it who scary man scary dude I, I i hate when that happens especially at this time of the year man any uh any update from Phillies land? Um, they're starting. It's starting to become they're really the only team in the sights of Milwaukee. And like you said, three and seven in their last ten. Uh, they won those first two games, and then they lose the last two. The last one in eleven innings, a six-hour rain delay game. So that's just a brutal feeling. But um. They're, I mean, look, they're, they're they're ready to go for a wild card matchup. If if they end up making the wild card, 
Uh, Wheeler came back against Toronto, looked good, and you got Suarez pitching the way he is and Nola pitching the way he is. Nola in September has been absolutely incredible. Uh, he's got 208 and four September starts. He feels great. Match like those three guys in a wild card series are, I mean, it's really can't ask for more than that. So they just got to make it. They got, they got to scratch and claw and do everything they can to, to make the postseason. And then I, I think things can be pretty good for them. And man, do they have an interesting end of the season. The Philadelphia Phillies are on the road the rest of the way. Off day today, three at the Cubbies. Okay. They've been playing 500 baseball for a little bit, but they're, they've been out of it for a while. Sure. Wheeler, Nola, Suarez. Yep. At the Nationals, okay? You know, that season's been over for a long time now. Can you take care of your business there? Because they finish in Houston, but it's not like they're dodging anyone because the playoffs are so spaced out if you're not a wildcard team. They're seeing McCullers. They're seeing Verlander. That if you are the Philadelphia Phillies, you better do everything in your power to make sure that Justin Verlander's last tune-up for the season isn't with your season on the line, because that's a bad. Well, you hope it's a. That's a bad four formula. innings, bro. Just that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, actually, you know what? I'll go up for the fifth. I'm feeling good. Only through sixty bullets. I don't Man. know, Phillies. You got me a little nervous. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Um, Speaking of honest, yeah. Let's honestly move on. Padres, Rockies, they they take care of business. They win two out of three. Like I said, they lose the first one in extras, but they are clinging to that number two wild card. Um, one and a half up on Philly, and I think I guess it's three, but I believe they also have the the tiebreaker with Milwaukee. So actually, four games up on Milwaukee. Do you think they're in? Like, are they in? I have the Padres in. I. I've liked this Padres team from the start before they had Juan Soto, but I also thought they'd have Fernando Tatis. Um, I love their rotation. I have them in. They finish with a homestand against what looked like at the start of the season a goddamn murderer's row. Dodgers, White Sox, Giants. Um, White Sox and Giants did not live up to last year or this year's expectations. Uh, And by the way, Coors had been a little house of horrors for the boys. They lost 14 out of 15, including that first game of this series, that if you're the Padres, knowing that, again, you have to be clean the rest of the way. You can't blow it. To come back and win those two games in a place that's been a torture chamber for you, um, you know, each of our favorite teams has that one place they go that you just know you're in for a bad time. To bounce back, I feel like that is big for them. And yeah, man, I I really like this team. It's it's it sucks and I don't want to relive it anymore. That the fact that Tatis isn't a part of this in the middle of their lineup sucks and is a disaster for baseball in himself. But I really like this team. Haters back on, man. They have Three games, like you mentioned, in L.A., and they need to get one of those. Win one of those. Do not go and get swept by the Dodgers. We know the kind of baseball that the Dodgers play against the Padres. Go win one of those, and I think you're in. I think that's like kind of like that's it. 
Like go get a, a singular game from the Dodgers, and I'm, you can almost punch your ticket to the postseason with this lead in the in the tiebreaker. I think because uh, the White Sox, R.I.P. Fucking, you disappointed me big time. Okay, and what are they going to play for? These guys now have their sights set on vacation, dude. Didn't they just get swept by the Tigers? Like they are just out of it. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. So Padres go take care of business with them, but the Dodgers just win one game of this series. I think you're in the playoffs. If you were one of the people that thought the White Sox didn't care before what they were doing, holy (laughs) smokes. Uh, I know we're not in the AL yet, but they are 10 back of the Guardians. That's how far the ship has fallen off for them. So yeah, I think think San Diego's in a great spot. And again, I I don't want to run into... Snell, Darvish, Musgrove with Clevenger and Manaya kicking to the pen for a wild card series with Josh Hader back on for a wild card series. Like, no, man, I'm a Juan Soto, Manny Machado. Good luck. If you're seeing them for three, good luck. And I think, like, the Padres have it in them to flip the switch. They have some guys that can do that. Like, so postseason comes on comes out here i think that it wouldn't be shocking to me at all for them to just go and just bang a series out and just really crush somebody like they have the type of talent to do that Uh, but only time will tell man and yeah the the series is in san diego it's a little bit better for them but still the dodgers right um you got your horses going you got snell and musgrove first two games going up against anderson and urias go get it done padres by the way, that Soto guy, who he won't be scared of a moment in October, uh, he started to go last nine games, 382, 500, a 1.17 OPS. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I don't want to see them. Rockies, I love you. No thanks. We'll see you next year. Um, <laughs> do you love them? Do you love them? I love that stadium. I love what they could be when they hire me as a special advisor in my retirement, but not right now. Uh, your Brewers took three out of four from the Reds. They're they're fighting. They're playing good ball right now, uh, fighting some of the usual suspects, doing the things. Uh, Colton Wong uh, in Hello. his three homers. Whoops. Whoops. Nice. Yep. Uh, Kutch doing his thing. Renfro doing his thing. You might hear more about him later. Uh, three or four, but they're they're still. I mean, they're hunting, man. It's just, I'll never forgive them for not making a big move at the po- at the deadline because like, I was promised this move. I'll never forgive them. I'm hoping they sneak in, man, but they don't really deserve it. Mm. I guess that's that's my hot take. Is my my Brewers the the team that I said is going to win the World Series? They don't really even deserve it. I hope they do make it into the playoffs. I hope they make me look smart, dude. I really do, but. The guys in that clubhouse deserve it. But that organization, for the way they kind of approach the deadline and stuff this year, I'm kind of upset with them. Yeah, That's just me being honest right here. Like, you needed to go do something. As you're seeing the Cardinals go out and inquire more and more people, and you just kind of stood pat. And I get it. Like, sometimes shit doesn't happen, but you got to make something happen. So they're on the outside looking in right now. Uh, they have a pretty favorable uh, schedule. I was just looking at it. Who are they playing next? They have a two-gamer with St. Louis. Then yeah. they finish Miami and the Snakes. Um, That's right. 
All at home. By the way, Milwaukee, Craig Tember. That's what I'm saying. The Padres, they need to go win a game. And then they can be feel good about themselves. And then it's the Phillies versus the Brewers for that last spot. But Milwaukee has to have a lot happen for them. They don't control their own destiny, which which stinks. Like they have to bank on the Phillies losing some games. That tiebreaker really sucks. Can I tell I you? Know, can I tell you something? I think the Brewers control their own destiny. I know. I know they don't. It's it's the Phillies. Yeah, they don't. They literally do not. <laughs> but Trev, the Phillies are finishing the whole season on the road, and I know it's it's this time of year and teams are checked in, checked out. But man, on the road, finishing the year, the Brew Crew are at home finishing the year. The Brewers feel like they've got hope and they're finishing with the Marlins and the Snakes. While that last Philly series is in Houston and you've got a team in Milwaukee that like believes in their Septembers, like they they do. I know every team believes in themselves, but this team has seen themselves get hot in Septembers before. The proud people of Milwaukee anchoring in Little beers and cheese, baby. A lot of brats out in that tailgate yeah. area. We've been out there. But, you know, look, the Phillies, the Cubs are playing good ball, you know, so they got them coming up, and then they go to Washington. And, you know, kudos to some guys on the team. You know, I love Joey Manessis more than anybody, but that, yeah. that's it's not it's not a great baseball team there right now. And then, yes, Houston. And if you're Philly, you really have to be hoping that they're just resting people, dude. Yeah. Like, cause if it's, if it's, I don't know. I, it's going to be tough for the Brewers, man. It really is. Even with all the stuff you just said, I had home Craig Timber, Craig Tober, whatever the fuck you want to yeah. call it. If they go off and have a bad series, it's over. Like, right. They have to go play basically perfect baseball uh, or they're going to be home and I'm going to be hanging with Yelly in two weeks. He won't yeah. hang with me. He has wants nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. I, I think the, the mindset that's getting me is like the Brewers, the Brewers still had life and they didn't know if they'd still have life, that they're playing with house money. Like they're at the roulette table. They won a cup. They were down to their last chip and now they're up a couple chips and they're thinking about going nuclear. They, they were almost done anyways. Might as well take down the house. Where... I don't know. The Phillies have to place a couple scary bets down the stretch. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's, again, just the optimist in me that we're going to get a little more chaos. Uh, but a big homestand versus a big road stand, interesting. Your guy Led Zeflin coming out of the pen. How about that? I love you some Led Zeflin. Um, um, I think the rest of these series, we're just going to kind of gloss over. Uh Giants, D-backs, Cubs, Pirates, Nationals, Marlins. Don Mattingly, I think, is the only thing we really need to talk about there. Um, right? Yeah, we uh, peel back the curtains. We have a couple fish players coming through the office today. Miggy Rojas, Chris Rose Rotation, Tanner Scott. I will hit them up and see what info they give me. They won't say anything. Um, Don Mattingly, if, if you really have no idea, you know, a baseball guy's guy, uh, a borderline Hall of Famer, uh, you know, a legend in New York. 
Um, I think there was some early weird managerial stuff, and then I think he he earned it back. I, I think the the COVID season uh, with that fish team, they they earned a lot of respect. Um, and there were I, two games over five hundred that year. I don't. I know, I know. But how how are you? Uh, are you reading anything into this? Is this just? Uh, it's time to go our separate ways, so we're going our separate ways. I think that this actually was a mutual decision. A lot of times people just say that to save face and to make sure like everyone's you know, not burning bridges or whatever like that. But if it comes to a point in time, like if you're Don Mattingly, what, what's it all for? You're going to stick around for like another rebuild? You ain't going to do that, man. Like he's 60 something years old, I assume. Like the great career playing, obviously. He's managed for over 10 years now. Like, dude, it's time to go chill out. I don't know. I think that's kind of the thing. If they if they put together a team and there was a window here the next couple of years and they went out and made all those moves we said they should have made and like if Jeter was still there, like I mean we we always say like there's probably a reason Jeter left. And I don't know if that's really all came out. Um I just I think Maddenly sees the next couple of years and he's like I don't I can't I can't be doing this again where they're almost a hundred lost team this year that you just it wears on you, and I think he's done enough in the game now where he's probably either ready to take a different job in baseball that's less, like, uh, you know, not as labor-intensive. Maybe a f- special assistant. Donnie, that's the perfect mm. thing. For you. Go be a special assistant with the Yankees. I'd sign up for they, that. You have a million special assistants with the Yankees. Go be one of them. You're not – they're actually – there used to be a lot more. It's kind of – it's an interesting convo in Yankee land. There's not as many as there used to be. There used to be a lot of the – Reggie Jackson used to be around. He's not anymore. Yeah. I think Pettit's out. I think CeCe's out because he's now commissioner's office. So that's uh, – I don't yeah, know. I heard Swisher told me he's not a special assistant to the GM anymore. He's actually a special assistant to the owner. Look at that. I said, how the hell did you score that one, bro? <laughs> Sounds like a great job to me. I, uh, Again, I'm very open to one of those jobs. Um, so you're not going to feed the beast and say that Jeter and Mattingly are going to the Yanks? <laughs> GM and manager? What is Jeter what is going to do now? Like, you got the documentaries done. You had all the press tour for that. Like, what, what's... Trev, What's you next? know, I'm naive as hell. I could be talked into anything, especially when Joe's McFly is in my ear. Okay. I think Jeets is going to get involved with the Yankees. I don't know how. I don't know what level. It makes sense. It make, I mean, it makes a ton of sense. This is his franchise. It makes a lot of sense. But in, in, in what capacity? Uh, a rah-rah capacity or, like, boots on the ground? Like, let's go. Let me sink my teeth in i'm using a lot of euphemism yeah it's a big dog he's got that dog in him uh i mean jeter just seems like one of those guys if he's in he's in i i don't think he's gonna dip the toe so we'll see but yeah i just you know i know it got referenced in the chat jeter's you know jeter day at the stadium when he dropped the like you're gonna start seeing a lot more of me and you know you you mentioned nick swisher saying special assistant to the owner like there's I wouldn't be surprised if there's already a couple balls in motion. I just have no idea what that motion would be. What's that? What's that combo like? Swisher and Jeets in the same room, just them, just those two. What are we? What are we doing there? Jeter I th- going like this. I <laughs> I think Jeter. I think Jeter waits for Swisher to say something like, ah, "I'm too much for you, huh, Jeets?" And Jeter goes, "Yep, <laughs> yep, yeah, man." Nah, nah, Nick, I love you. I love yeah, you. Yeah, no, you're my guy. 
You're my guy. All I'm, nine. I'm gonna say it right now. Yeah. I like Nick Swisher. Okay. We got to get him in the uh, in the Blitzball Dojo. Oh, he'd be good for that. I think yeah, he I think that. he's a Blitzball guy. Um, Maybe I'll call my friend Cliff Floyd up. Love Cliff Floyd. Hot. Or how about Crime Dog too? Met him. Anything else? Cubs, Pirates, Nats, Marlins. Yeah. Nope. We're yeah. moving on to the AL. Hayden which... Wesneski, immaculate inning. Good job, kid. Oh yeah, with the Cubs. Yeah. C.J. Abrams getting a lot of hits. Um, missed home plate. Missed home plate. Trevor, the American League is brought to you by our friends at Better Help. More athletes than ever are speaking out about the importance of mental health. But you don't have to want to be a pro to be at the top of your mental game. It's important to take care of your mental well-being, whoever you are. Therapy is the best way to stay in peak mental shape. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It is convenient, bang, accessible, yup, affordable, uh-huh, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out their brief survey, and they will match you with a the therapist. And if you're uncomfortable with them, which is such an important part of this, you can switch therapists at any time. So when you're ready to feel at the top of your mental health game, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash talking baseball. Whoo, that's the show, baby. Slash talking baseball to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. Love this. I like when you have... Uh... Companies like that on the show, man, that could really help somebody. Yeah. Go check that out. When I was playing, let me go on a little a little rant here. Sure. At the end of my career, we started having you know mental health coaches around, but there was still a stigma uh, about it. You didn't. It, it was almost like guys in the clubhouse didn't want to go because it was admitting that you weren't feeling good. And you know, baseball is such a confidence-driven sport, especially on the offensive side. You just got to figure it out. You know, dig deep and find confidence even when you stink. But to have tools to help you do that. I think it's so important. And I wish I would have realized that earlier in my career. Eventually I started to talk to these guys and, and figure out ways to the tools to improve, you know, my, my, my mentals as uh, Marshawn Lynch would say. So this is, this is cool. I like this. And I like you. Let's um, let's do some male baseball. We are heading to Trevor Plouffe's Tampa Bay Rays as they face their division rival, the Blue Jays and the Rays. They took the first two. Your guy Shags opened it up. Uh, and then Springs the next day. Big runs by the Rays. They put up a 10 spot in both of these games. But the Blue Jays fight back behind some pitching. Manoa, seven shut. You may even hear about him later. You also might hear about Randy Rosarena because my goodness is he going again and when he goes it is a beautiful thing for the sport of baseball. Whip Merrifield with the big game and some big news uh, for him in general. These two teams split four games. <laughs> Mariners and Royals. The Royals 
They take two out of three from Seattle. And like Trevor Plouffe referenced, holy smokes would that Sunday game be talked about a lot more if we weren't in the expanded playoffs because the Royals come back from down nine to sneak up on Seattle. My goodness. Did Brady Singer have a good start? You know he did. Get get that guy ready for next year's Cy Young votes. Uh, and I think Vinny Pasquantino got engaged. So uh, congrats to Vinny P. Trevor P. will tell you how important that is for a ball player. You know Big Dumper was playing. Astros at the Orioles. Orioles fighting for the playoffs? They win the first two games. They shut out Houston the first two nights. Some big boy performances by Bradish and Kramer. We think we're saying those names right. But Houston, gonna Houston. They win the next two games. Our guy Framber loses his quality start streak. What a run. And then the Astros put up a big extra innings performance to take that final game. I guess we could talk a little Yankees baseball. Yankees socks? The rivalry? Yankees sweep them in four games. They take the first one, my guy Jamison Tyone, with a big boy start. Josh Donaldson, Trev's online hitting coach, with the walk-off in the 10th. Cole gets hit again. We don't like that. But the Yankees dominate this series. Uh, Seven wins in a row for the New York Yankees, Trevor Plouffe. Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. Glaber Torres playing really good baseball. The Guardians and the Rangers. The Guardians brought their broomsticks to Texas, and they brought some champagne, baby. The Cleveland Guardians partied it up as they are going dancing. Quantrill with a good start for them. Jimenez with the go-ahead home run. And these Guardians are just fun, man. Uh, Still not a fan of their front office, really, but I like these young ball players. Angels and Twins. Twins won a game. They lost the two surrounding it. An Otani day. And then Trout put up a big Mike Trout day. (laughs) Oh, my God. The White Sox. (laughs) They get swept by the Tigers. Javi Baez, he continues to swing it, and that's cool for the sport. I hope he has a big year next year. And you know what? While I'm here, Mets Athletics, they linked up for three. Interleague, Mets, they took the bread games. Bassett and Scherzer. Uh, Ken Waldachuk versus DeGrom. You know Waldachuk was going to give DeGrom the business, and they did. And guess what? A's fans, I think my guy Trev has a little something for you later. So that's what I'll tease you with. That is what happened in the Interleague and in the American League. Bro, Trout hit a homer against the Twins. <laughs> One of the hardest hit balls I've ever seen hit in my life. So where th- that ball ended up? Yeah, like through the stadium, like literally. Yeah, uh, not. Can we get not- more stadiums where home runs can leave the stadium? Feels like a layup. No. Leave the ballpark? Like when they hit one out at Fenway. That's nice. And it's in the Lansdowne. You ever go over that monster? I forget. 
I did. Tim Wakefield. Sorry about it. Don't throw that knuckleball at me, bro. Get out of here, Nuxie. It is perfect for that. Get out of here, Nuxie. The Houston Astros, Trev, they have 101 wins. Mm -hmm. Astros and the Dodgers. I am shocked. The New York Yankees are 94 and 58, seven games in a row. Uh, They've got a good chance for 100 again. The Cleveland Guardians are 86 and 67, 9 and 1 in their last 10, winners of seven straight. Putting the of 21. Putting the AL mid on their back, asking for some respect at the kids table. Toronto is your first wild card team there, 86 and 67. They're two and a half games up on Tampa, so them salvaging that series was huge. Tampa 84 and 69, nice. Seattle Mariners are 83 and 69, and they have a four game lead on Baltimore, the only team in a dream world striking distance. Uh, and more so, the conversation will be the seating there as Tampa is a half game up on Seattle. So, uh, with that, Trev, we tend to be a cron pod, whether it's on this show or it's late night. Um, and this, I have something. What do you have, kid? Okay. Cron Pod, we're starting with Blue Jays Rays. There was an opener for the Rays. Yep. Who is it? Shags, your boy, Shagwa. I was going through my phone looking at some videos the other day. Okay. Do you guys want to see a little Shagwa rookie initiation thing? Maybe. Uh, see if you can put it on there. Here we go. You guys got that? There's Brian Dozier. They start to do a little dance with the ball here. Check this out. It's going to get good, and then we're done. Those on the podcast only. Oh, Oh, Wow. They're dancing. So that's a little shagwall update for you right there. I think they won that thing. Buxton sang that night, too. Let me tell you something. Yeah? It's got pipes on it. I can see that. Unbelievable, dude. I can see that. Powerful. Anyways. I just had to share that. Uh, thank you for that, Trev. Huge for the for the YouTube. <laughs> Tough for the podcast. Um, Rays Jays. I'll I'll open it up. the The Rays they won the first two games. The Jays they won the second two games. Uh, behind pitching, <laughs> the the game that the Jays won, they held the Rays to one. The game the Rays won, they scored ten. Uh. And yeah, I think there there might have been a little bit of sportsmanship. I, I guess I would ask both these these fan bases. I wonder if these two teams are a little nervous that you know we're going to be potentially seeing each other in a week and a half. If they're hiding some of their party tricks, if you're using different pitch mixes to get guys off your scent a little bit, I don't know. I I would have to I would have to ask uh, the guys that were that were watching those games, but um, I. Anything with your feel of these two teams that has changed or is evolving? I mean, yeah, this is this would be a matchup right now in the wild card. It'd be Toronto hosting Tampa Bay, and it'd be an excellent series. I mean, I think these two teams match up well against each other. Um, I think they're drastically different types of teams, you know, going here. Uh, but 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 good baseball being played for sure. Um, you know, Manoa talks about. 
the chemistry that they have. And and I know we kind of like reference the Blue Jays and, and Jimmy likes to call them kind of like hardos a little bit. Uh, but I do think they have a really good clubhouse chemistry up there. And it kind of was weird. And then Montoyo gets banged. And like that was like a little spark for them. And and talking to some of the guys in the team, I mean, they they reference, you know, what they have going on in the clubhouse a lot too. So I think that's really important. Um, I don't believe that they were playing chess here. Like, hey, I'm not going to show you anything. It's they're still fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. Both of these teams. I mean, they're pretty much locked in. Um, but they want to host. You want to host this wild card series. So I don't think they were trying to do. That. I think everyone was going full out um, but it will be if this ends up being the matchup i think it'll be compelling awesome baseball blue jays uh yeah as, as john kind of said there's a little bit of uh i mean they're they're the young kids man and they uh you know they're they're talking before they've walked a little bit and this is going to be the big year for them as they enter the dance and you're right that would be a really fun uh postseason matchup because it, it's a little bit pitching versus hitting if, if we want to be Basic about it. I mean, the the Jays as a team, number one in batting average, third in on base, third in OPS. Like, the Jays lineup has turned into what we thought the Jays lineup would be. The Tampa Bay Rays, what do they do? They throw the pill. They're third in starting pitching ERA. Um, You know, a lot of their bullpen numbers are good. That, yeah, at it would be it would be fantastic to see as they would be playing their what 20 21st games of the year against each other so i guess i'll talk myself down on revealing your secrets too cuz these teams just know each other <laughs> exactly um, and i i think what would be interesting for me to see would be um kind of a lot of these raised guys have been there i i i know that's a little ridiculous but i mean yandy diaz has played in a lot of playoff games. Uh, I mean, Randy Rosarena uh, wishes every game was a playoff game. Uh, you know, Manny Margot, some some of these other guys would be interested to see. And by the way, Tyler Glass now likely to get the start on Wednesday. That's nice. I mean, a listen to him on Rose Rotation because he's one of the more delightful personalities you'll run into. I don't know what he's going to be stretched out to, but guess what? The Rays don't really care because even if it's a two-inning start from Glass now, the Rays are kind of, they do that. So, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Sign me up for that series. I'm in. I think any anything we're going to get here, like Toronto, Tampa Bay, Seattle, any mixture of those teams is going to be really fun. And then you kind of, I mean, obviously you add Cleveland into the mix. Um, and there's a lot of different types of baseball going on there. So it's great. I mean, the AL doesn't really have a race left. It's just seeding essentially. So like yeah. we we're talking about the playoff format, the playoff format's kind of failed as far as like a regular season, like, Hey, like this is going to be great till the end. It didn't happen that way. But I, I do think the three games going to, Gonna be fun to watch. I'm not so sure. Like it, I want to see how much of an advantage it is playing at home. I, I know you feel comfortable there, and you have your home crowd and stuff. But we've seen that like just not be an advantage throughout the playoffs. Like you think it's going to be a massive advantage, and the numbers just don't really support it. 
comes down to the Jimmys and the Joes a lot, you know, who's who's out there actually doing it. And, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, we're talking about your your mental headspace. There's a lot of players that like being being the spoiler. Um, you know, I... Oh, God, it feels good. Give me quiet a, a stadium to quiet one down. Like, there ain't nothing better than that, dude. Our close personal friend, Alex Bregman. Like, I don't even care what the stats say. Uh, if you give that guy a big at bat on the road, like, I... I'm buying. I'm buying. He's actually my friend, not yours. Certainly not selling. Um, you can I guess, text him. I guess you forget that he used me in his Astros preseason video. Someone's the first voice you hear in Alex, somebody's you think Alex was video. using uh, Premiere to fucking yeah, splice he's an that Adobe thing guy. <laughs> he's an Adobe Loves guy. Loves Adobe. Salsa <laughs> just had, his, had a kid. Hey, hey, let's mention. Yeah, let's mention. Canada, open to everybody. Yeah. We're not going to have that in the playoffs where they might be down a player because of the vaccine or lack of the vaccine, excuse me. Um, We kind of knew that was going to happen. We said it all along. Something's going to work out, whether these guys get fake shots or they – I didn't know this was going to happen, but it's pretty interesting timing of it all, I'll say that. That is interesting, isn't it? Um, And oh, Trevor Plouffe, you know, I'll give you a little credit. You – you told the people for a while now that sometimes that kind of stuff finds a way to figure itself out when needed. And, uh, I like reading Trevor Plouffe's stuff. He's got a lot of good takes. I'm not s- saying it's right or wrong, P. I'm just saying I knew it was going to happen. I can't believe Ron Darling lied through his teeth on national television. <laughs> he doesn't know who the fuck I am. He Dude, does that, not like your that takes. That made me so mad. Dodger Stadium, talking to Heidi Watney. Yeah. Uh, saying what's up to what's the other dude? Tom Verducci. Yep. And Ron Darling, who you love my takes, fucking just looked right through me, dude. Like I wasn't even there. Yeah. He doesn't know your takes. I could be intimidating. Sometimes when I'm in LA and I'm dressed like an LA dude, like yeah. I can be intimidating. I understand that. That makes a lot more You're sense. You're like, what the now. fuck is the, what's he doing here? Mariners Royals. Uh, Mariners blow uh, a nine-run lead, and I I like the way you phrased it. Like, if if this game meant more to them, would they maybe use their their bullpen usage differently and things like that? I I think so. Um, and yeah, end of the day, it ends up not really hurting them. It it sucks. The Mariners fans, I'm sorry you had to watch that. That had to be painful. That had to be uh tough to smile. Not not like the scary movie ad. Um. Pasquantino engaged. Brady Singer's really good. Cal Rally uh, likes to remind me that they did not need Wilson Contreras at the trade deadline. You know, this is a lot of things going on with Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Like, we know Suarez uh, is out. Julio's on the IL, um, a lower back strain. So, at least 10 days for him in a time where they're jockeying for position here, you're going to be without your best player. Um, that's not great. We're hoping that he'll be okay, and they they just are trying to rest him to get him ready for one of these three game series. Uh, but that has to be, if you're a Mariners fan, it has to be a little scary to to know that the spark plug for your team is currently nursing a, a back issue, and and back issues are similar to oblique. You use your back in everything that you do. You feel it in everything that you do. So, um. I mean, I'm sending well wishes to Julio. Need that guy on the field. Yeah, I hope 
Kind of like what you're alluding to. I hope this isn't a... I hope the conversation of the Mariner season doesn't end up being injury conversation because that would suck for, for what they've built this year. And speaking of what they've built, Luis Castillo signs the extension. They trade for him, and then they pay that man. Uh, I saw Jeff Passan as I was a member of the media uh, this past week uh, to cover Aaron Judge's home run chase. Jeff Passan let me know it was happening uh, before it broke. So that's that's where we're at, you know, dude. Did you break it? I thought right in his face. I thought about like alluding to it, but I thought I might really just say Jeff Passan had it first, but he didn't get the tweet off. You got the tweet off. I think that would have really affected our relationship. Um, I uh, it was great seeing, great seeing brother Jeff, uh, and good for Luis Castillo, and they have a young core ready yes. to go. Ready to go, man. Uh, whether it's on the offensive side, J.P. Crawford, Ty France, uh, big dumper, Cal Raleigh, and we'll see if Kelnick starts to click. He's actually had a couple okay winks. Um, but that pitching staff, what Logan Gilbert should be the next few years, Robbie Ray, Luis Castillo, George Kirby, they're set up. Um and it's going to be interesting to see in the future years how this team reacts, Julio, obviously, um, to now the expectation and the bar is set. Because as we've seen with just so many baseball teams, it can be quick. Go ask the White Sox. What the hell happened there? Uh, but if you're a Mariners fan, you have to be on cloud nine. It, it seems like the next, the next three to five years should be a good, a good run. On the other side of that, if we're sticking on this uh, series, oh, I mean, congrats to Luis Castillo. Yeah. Five years, 108. There's a chance it gets higher than that. Uh, he's earned every single penny of it. He's been one of the better pitchers in the game for quite some time. Everyone's wanted that motherfucker on their team. Seattle got him, and now he's going to be there for good, which I like. Yeah. Uh, I think we have to mention this just briefly. Uh, Dayton Moore, relieved of his duties from the Royals. Um, if you ask people around the game, to tell you who some of the more the more respected executives are in baseball, Dayton Moore is probably the first person they're going to list. Uh, was there for 16 years. He won a World Series right in front of my fucking face. Yeah, so that one hurt a little bit. Yeah, um, but a lot of respect for him, and um, I hope I'm saying this name right. JJ Piccolo is coming in to replace him, and his tenure will start next year. Yeah, so we- I think snaps are. Snaps, sir. Uh, we should award Dayton some snaps. We had a uh, we had a little uh, Dayton conversation because Peter was here and he's he's got his Royals Royals ties, so he said a lot of the same stuff you said, and that's kind of how I framed it too. Like Dayton Moore in, in, within the walls of baseball uh, has a lot of respect, and yeah, I think it's a uh, you know time time to try some different stuff in KC because. Uh, Right now, I mean, uh, you know, the Guardians are kind of running laps around them. Uh, you know, the Guardians kind of went through a full reset while Kansas City was resetting, supposedly. And the White Sox were supposed to be the power. And the Twins have been in this fluctuation mode that, um, yeah, going to be interesting to see how what, what goes on in Kansas City. Great baseball town. Um, let's see. Astros-Orioles. I mean, the only takeaways for this series, Orioles trying to do a 
vindictive finish as hot as we can to try to make something happen. Dude, Bradish, this guy keeps coming up. 8.2 shutty, and then he gets one-upped by Dean Kramer, who goes complete game shutout the next day. So shout-out to the Young Bucks for going into Houston, dropping it. Uh, they might have also poked the bear a little bit because Houston comes back and takes the next two games. And let's be honest, Houston is also in full-blown lineup, guys, for the playoffs. Make sure Verlander's feeling good. Uh, getting guys rest in the bullpen because they are playing for something bigger. Have they already clinched the number one seed? They're pretty dang close. I think they're seven games above the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, they're any day I now. I think they did. If If they didn't, they also have the tiebreaker above the Yankees, so... It I think should happen soon if it didn't. It's it happens. It, yes, it's it's, it's over. Yes, yeah. Orioles in, in. I mean, they're in. They're in battle mode. Four games back of Seattle. We know Seattle's lost some players. Like, be quite some story. Who has the tiebreaker there? Can we go? I'm going to go look that up right now. That's Seattle Baltimore tiebreaker. Yeah, it's four games. Uh, and you. You end up just keep doing this game where it's like, well, if Baltimore, you know, they won those first two, if they won the last two, then it would only be two games back. I don't okay, know, they man. They have the tiebreaker. They have the tiebreaker, too. Seattle? Seattle. So, yeah, I mean, five games and five games in about 10 days. That's, uh, hey, be a hell of a story to cover. Rooting for you guys um, as the Astros are building up. I mean, just watch out. Um, Yankees, I, I think we can be quick with them too. They, they handle the Red Sox. Judge does not get 61, uh, for those keeping track at home. He gave us one good scare, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. The Yankees are in a really interesting spot that they are full blown, not full blown. They're in playoff mode. Like they are. With these wins in this seven-game win streak, they have locked up the division again. Um, you know, there there's some bullpen guys, like in the third game of this series, Zach Britton made his season debut. Um, Scott Efros came in in technically a save situation in his first time off the I.L., and that wasn't him getting the closer role. That was him, the Yankees planned on getting him work that day. So the Yankees are doing a little bit of that. Glaber Torres, anyone that listens to me, I think he's playing the best baseball he has played in a Yankees uniform. And he's played some good baseball, so that changes their equation. Giancarlo has run into a couple lately that he needs to be a version of Giancarlo for this team to be successful. Donaldson, you could chop up his number that he's been a better version than, than himself. And Oswaldo Cabrera, uh, he's a kid you're going to see highlights from this postseason. The kid is electric. Uh, that... The Yankees team of two weeks ago that, you know, me and BBD are sad face and and John looks frumpy about it. It has changed a lot, and hopefully it'll be changing more as more guys get healthy and ready to go. Um, but these four games over over Boston, uh, Boston, the, the ship is heading the wrong direction. Is Rizzo the most important guy in your lineup? I understand what Judge is doing, but if Rizzo's not going... Like, I feel like he's kind of like, if he is going, the Yankees lineup is, in my opinion, this better. Just like, he has to be going for them to do stuff. 
It feels better. It feels more balanced because it's a very different at bat. Um, yeah. You, you can make a stand. Exactly. The at bats that he gives are just different. You can make a Stanton argument pretty easily because with the way Judge yeah. is getting on base, if Stanton is hitting like playoff Stanton in previous years, his like Stanton's best is better than Rizzo's best. I, I don't think that's a hot take, yep. but to get Stanton there, uh, you need a lot to go right. Um. I don't know. Rizzo has to be Anthony Rizzo. Uh, you know, if if he gets the home run ball and he's, you know, had one of his best home run seasons ever, then yes, but he he has to be right. He has to be in the middle of the lineup. He has to be making great plays at first base that he does so casually. And he has to be a tough out, uh, whatever that looks like, whether it's slappy Rizzo with two strikes and that comes out in October or if he's fine in the porch. But, yeah, I mean, the Yankees need a lot of things to go right to be in a couple weeks giving Houston a scare in the CS. Because how many times on early talking baseballs did I say that these teams are lining up for it? Haven't heard me say that in a while, huh? And it's not because of Houston. (laughs) They still look like they're going to be in the ALCS. I hope my Yankees can continue to make a few strides. Um Because there's still a formula there. There's still a formula there. Red Um, Sox, RIP. Yeah. Interesting offseason for them. Interesting offseason. Last place in the ALE, 72 and 80 right now. That's. We're in a weird spot in Boston. Interesting. Will Middlebrooks got mad at me. I said they're a 500 team. I was wrong. They're worse. They're worse. You should reach out to Will. You I love to, Will. You want me to text him? At Will. Me and Will are very similar people. Yeah. Handsome. Third baseman. I th- I'm a little more. I'm a little more handsome than him. Outkicked your coverage with your significant others. I didn't. Me and Olivia are on par. And I'm just <laughs> kidding. She's ridiculous. Anyways, let's move on, bro. I don't want to talk about your A little your more Yankees. handsome, a little more shortstop out of you. Uh, I'll fluff you, Trev. Good point. I am not clapping for that. I'm clapping for the Cleveland Guardians. Um, How about the kids? Man, they they roll up. And, dude, talk about good vibes and feeling it. It must have been pretty nice when they drove the stake through the White Sox heart. And they've just kept it. Rolling. Tito has the boys feeling good. The boys have the boys feeling good as they take care of their business in Texas. Uh, and it ends with them popping bottles because they are guaranteed to be playing games in the postseason this year. Um, like I said before in the burn, I their front office and their payroll, by the way, and I think I gave them proper... You know, they know some stuff I don't know. And look at these kids who have come up this year and been studs for them. I didn't know that. They did. I still think, was there room for one or two more free agents or guys on this team? I think so. Um, But they have fully taken control of the division. And, yeah, Trev, I dropped it on you earlier. They have it now. They have a 10-game lead in the AL Central. You know, obviously, I talked about these dudes with uh, old C. Rosie this morning, Cleveland's finest. He's very pumped up, and 
one of the things I read uh, prepping for that show, you know, you you know they're a good base running team. You know they're aggressive on the base pass. I think they go first or third better than any team in all the baseball. Uh, they have five dudes approaching 20 stolen bases apiece, and that is just like not – it just doesn't happen anymore. And what I told Rosie, and I've said this on the show too before, it's like every single team goes into spring training and says – going to be aggressive on the base pass. We're going to put pressure on the defense. We're going to work the counts, have good at bats. We're going to play solid defense. And then it just becomes, you just forget all that shit. You go out and play and you don't steal bases. And, you know, every once in a while you're aggressive on the base pass, but it's not really a focal point. The Guardians have made all of that a focal point. They actually went out and did it. All the things they set out to do, they actually went out and did it. And is that because they have like a really young roster who just buys into anything that, that Tito's going to say? Maybe. They're lucky they have a guy like Tito to point them in the right direction. But they, yeah, they just went and they just did it, dude. When it looked dire at the beginning of September and the White Sox, I think they caught him, right? They caught him. They were in, they, they, were tied the top of the AL Central. Then they went and won 18 of 21. They laughed at that shit. Like the pressure came to them and we talked about like, are they going to crumble? Dude, it's a young team. And they didn't. Yeah. They went and they went the opposite way. And if you listen to all of them talk, you know, in the, in the celebration and all they ever talk about is hard work. And I believe these guys. Sometimes that's lip service, bro. Like sometimes they say the teams will say that shit, and you're like, okay, really, dude? Like you just, how hard are you guys working? What are you doing? I, I believe that this Guardians team got a taste of being in first place and liked it. That's yummy. Mm. They wanted more, and the only, re- the only way to get more for them was to continue to apply the things that they were talking about in spring training and to continue continue to work hard. And they've had some really good years out of McKenzie and Quantrill. And we know, you know, what Bieber's done. And they have uh, a bullpen that's really gotten it done. I think that's been really important to them. But the way these guys have approached the offensive, uh, the offensive part of the baseball is really fun. Like going, and it really does matter when teams are aggressive on the base pass. It just puts you on alert. Like, you know that you have to be perfect or else you're going to make an error. You know, there are times when you face teams like, the White Sox, who you feel the ground ball, and you know you can take two or three steps towards first base and lob the fucker over there because they're not they're not doing what the Guardians do. Or you're in the outfield and you can go down to one knee and stop a ball and toss it in the cutoff, man. That's not the case with the Guardians. You better come up ready to throw. And when you come up ready to throw, there's more chances you're going to make errors. And then that, that, just, that just keeps going and going and going. And every team tries to do that or says they want to be that team. There's always this one coach who's like, not really the coach, but, <laughs> you know, he's like the base running guy. And, like, he takes it so seriously and he wants it to happen. But the rest of the guys are like, dude, I got to – there's way more that we got to do that's more important than that. But this team, they did it, man. It's fucking cool. I'm excited for them. And we all overlooked them, and it's fine. It's okay to to admit that, dude. It's uh, and another another shout out for Tito because you know we we always we play the game. We don't know where to give credit where credits due for managers. Sometimes Tito's got the resume that says he's he's got his fingerprints on this. 
Um, but again, can can I give Tito full credit for what Stephen Kwan's been this year? I don't I don't think so. I for for Tristan McKenzie's full blown breakout, I I don't know. But um, Tito matters. I don't know what to, to what degree, and why don't you be your own judge at home? And this team has a playoff formula between Bieber and McKenzie, Class A on the back end. And Jose Ramirez, Quan, Rosario, Naylor, Jimenez, and big Oscar Gonzalez. This team has a winning formula. Um, I, I'm very interested to see their playoff matchup. But those three, at least two or three games in Cleveland, um, good for them. And they, uh, yeah, they, uh, they bully balled. The Rangers a little bit in Texas and then pop bottles. So good for the kids. Good for the kids. Uh, Trev, I guess I'll, I'll skip down to Tigers White Sox because the Tigers sweep them. The White Sox have lost six straight. I mean, do you want to deliver the eulogy or anything or it's just over? I guess it was always over. And yeah, I right? didn't see it. Right? Like, all the shit that people were saying, usually you brush it off. Like, hey, talent takes over. Ain't playing the game hard. Doesn't seem like they're motivated. And, again, like, is that really the case? I'm not sure. From the outsider's perspective, it looked like that. But it just never got there. It just never got there. And, you know, of course, they dealt with their share of injuries. Every team does. Every team does. And I don't know, man. I thought that... I thought the White Sox were poised for a massive year. They brought in a bunch of bullpen guys. Um, I think I picked their bullpen in our like little charade mm. game where you know we went and picked different positions. Uh, they got hurt preseason, and then I don't know, man. It's weird because they've also had like a crazy Cy Young year from Dylan Cease, who was like. Right, coming into the year, we knew it was good, but we're like, okay, we got Giolito, we got Lance Lynn, Kopech is going to be really good. Cease, like, if you would have told White Sox fans Dylan Cease is going to have a Cy Young year, they would have said we're going to the World Series. Yeah, like with our lineup, with the other pitchers surrounding him, with the bullpen guys that we brought in, we're going to the World Series. There wasn't a big hole in the roster, and it just never, it just never took off, man. It never took off, and yeah, I mean, my prediction's gone. It's, it's out. Yeah. It's just, it's just fine, dude. You know, it's it's yeah. it's tough. You but uh this team just I don't know, man. They're yeah, I mean it's gone. RIP. So I'll I'll do this live. Um have you talked to Giolito at all? Or like I guess would you even approach that until after the season at this point? You know what I'm saying? I haven't I haven't talked to him about this. No. And yeah. after the season I for sure will be like, what the hell happened, yeah. guys? And he'll, you know, he'll be honest with me. I think that what happened is what we all think happened. Just, I, I, you know, it's I go back and forth because I've heard them say Tony La Russa was the right guy for the job. I think Giolito even said that. And I gave, I said, you know what, okay. Maybe I was wrong about Tony La Russa. I just don't think they had the right people at the helm of that thing from the get-go. Yeah. And I, I've been quoted as saying managers don't do anything, and and I still stand by that for the most part. I think I, I think he just I think he set the precedent and just wasn't good. It just wasn't. It's tough to argue against, right? 
Um, who who really knows a lot of the stuff behind those doors? But I mean, you know, just some of the little stuff throughout the season. I I don't know. It's hard not to point that finger. Um, and yeah, as, as they they lost that Guardian season, and they're just letting the wheels come off, and that's got to be that's got to be a tough clubhouse. That's just got to be a that's a weird environment. Javi Baez is hitting this month. I'm happy for him. Um, Tiger fans, maybe you could take a little of that into next year for you. Great question in the chat. Sure. Yeah, I want I want a 15 second response out of you. Perfect. If you swapped Tito and Tony La Russa, is it the outcome different? Yes. I think so too. Yes. I mean, absolutely. Tony La Russa has changed my way of thinking about managers. Like, I have to say that there are some that matter, bad and good now. And before that, before this year, I wouldn't have said that. We're always growing, people. Constantly learning. Becoming better versions of ourselves. Um, Angels and Twins played. You got an Otani day. Five innings, two earned with an RBI single. Uh, Trout had a big final day that those sandwiched a Twins win. Both of these teams. <laughs> this is kind of the Ploof and Jake Bowl here. Uh, early on in the season, some stock there. And by the way, as we're coming off Dodgers, White Sox, I remember we were at spring training. Those two teams share a facility, and it felt like we were seeing like the two heavyweights. It was like, <laughs> whoa. Like, there's the big bad Dodgers. There's the big bad White Sox. Like, this could be the World Series, and and now look. So, I think that was a very popular preseason prediction yes. was Dodgers, White Sox. Yes. Um, the only th- other thing that deserves love, uh, there was one interleague series. The Mets were in Oakland um, as the Mets continue to keep the pace in the NL East. Uh, the Mets had their big dogs go. Bassett, DeGrom, Scherzer. Uh, so, hey, I'm happy for the A's and the kids that they can say they took down a DeGrom day. Um, good for you, Shea Langeliers. Um, Mets, Bassett had a huge first game. Eddie Escobar, uh, Grand Slam. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Scherzer. Our note here is Scherzer continues to build back up from his return from the aisle. It's six innings, one earned. So he's, uh, he's building up just fine. Just fine. He's the argument against like obliques are super serious because he fucking, I guess he caught it, man, before it happened because he's come back and looked great. And I was very scared for him and, and Mets fans about that, but he's looked good. And try, I mean, maybe it drives your point home more as you get older, you know your body better. That I bet a young Max Scherzer would have felt whatever that was and was like, ah, whatever. But I, I think old veteran Max Scherzer was like, hey, I don't, you don't mess with these. You don't mess with these. Yeah. You don't mess with talking baseball as we head out to our standout performances. Standout performance. Standout performances. Uh, Trev, you were the National League leadoff hitter today. Who are you going to tell me about? I went with a National League hitter. Not a leadoff hitter, but I went with Hunter Renfro. I went four for five with a two homers, five RBI. This is a guy that, Got to get going. I mean, no, he is. He's had a good year. I don't think we ever give yeah. him enough credit. I think that's something I always say about Hunter Renfro. He's like a better hitter than I give him credit for. This guy's got to go carry the team. 
him and Willie got to go carry the team these last eight games to get him into the playoffs. Uh, this obviously was a great game for him, um, but 810 OPS on the year. Last seven days, got a one daughter because of those home runs. Got three homers in the last seven days. He's got to keep it up. Like we know he can have big moments and hit big homers and do all that. I think that he is massive in this Milwaukee lineup. If they want to get to the playoffs, Hunter's got to go. And he had a big game. And hopefully that turns into more big games and it saves my prediction just a little bit. Mm. Hunter Renfro is really good. Uh, I know you guys were looking for heavy analysis there and that's that's what I gave you. Uh, a 126 OPS plus this year with two more home runs, he'd have back-to-back 30 homer seasons. He would that would be 330 homer seasons. Uh, they'd be consecutive if you take out the 2020 season. Uh, and by the way, before that uh, he he already has because he's sitting at twenty eight. The guy has five twenty five home run seasons. Like that's that's real. Like to to be able to check that box and put that guy in your lineup. Uh, and by the way, he's a gem defensively in right field. Guy's got a cannon. Um, I think he was a big piece the Red Sox were missing this year as as just a threat bat in the lineup. Hunter Renfro, you're always scared to hang one because he's a guy that. If you do, uh, it can go a long, long way. Um, and just, oh, no, so I was surprised. I wanted to click his splits to see if he was uh, a lot better righty or lefty. Pretty well balanced. Good for Hunter yes. Renfro. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I mean, when he came over, I mean, I almost thought of him as glove first, and I think I was just misinformed because he's a, he's a, he's a baller. It's homers. Uh, one knock on him is on base percentage is at 300 uh, for his career. So that brings the OPS down, but he's still 791 career because he slugs. Need, need count. you to slug. Milwaukee and me and anyone that roots for the Midwest needs you, Hunter Renfro. That felt like a fake LA Midwest fist pump. I'm I, My son was born in the Midwest. Wow. Ooh. He's right here in his full baseball uniform. He just walked in the door. I thought I saw a shadow over there. Tell Teddy that his godfather loves him. Um, Trev, I am going to. I almost got Yankee on this. I almost went Nestor Cortez as he finishes his brilliant season and he technically gets a complete game shutout in the rain-canceled game, six innings. But there's a guy in division who's had a better start than him this week. And has had a better season than him, and he's one of the few. Alec Manoa, uh, the big man. You talk about the Blue Jays and kind of their their young, tough guy attitude. Um, Alec Manoa is one of the guys who who steers that, and he deserves to because he's now 30 games started, a 2-3-1 ERA. Um, like, remember <laughs> what you just said about Dylan Cease. If you told White Sox fans... You were going to get that out of Dylan Cease. If you told Blue Jays fans you were going to get this out of Alec Manoa, um, they might have thought they were going to run away with the East. Um, a sneaky, important start. It stops their bleeding in that series. The Rays had won the first two games. Uh, if they win another, you're talking about flip-flopping, and we're talking also about potential home field in a wild-card series. And we've talked about how Durant- Toronto can be one of the good home fields. And... Um, 
you know, talk about a guy that would feed off that crowd in a big moment. Uh, Alec Manoa, he had a big start this weekend. Seven innings pitch, zero earned, eight Ks. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a special dude putting up a special year. So I, I thought he, he deserved the love. If he, he might have two more starts, he's rapidly approaching 200 innings, which is like, you know, a very nice benchmark, especially these days at 190 and two thirds. I think that'd be a really cool um, milestone for him to get to because it's just, it's rare these days. I don't think we, I think we have one guy, right? In all of baseball now, it's Sandy, and that's it. At 200 innings? I'm pretty sure. Beavers, look that one up. You know what else? Manoa's been that guy from the start. I think he made his debut against the Yankees. We saw it. We're like, damn, this guy's got some shit. You know what I like about him? I don't really like it, but if you like Manoa, you like this, I think. Yeah, I think I know where you're going. Led the league and hit by pitches (laughs) twice. So now he's just like, dude, that's just who I am. I got to go buzz a tower. Oops, that wasn't on purpose. Check the stats, bro. I hit people all the time. It's just who I am as a pitcher. So he's got that going for him. I think that means something. I really do. If you have a guy who, as a hitter, you're like, damn, this dude hits a lot of people. Like, you get a little uneasy. And if he's got that in a bag saying, like, dude, like, it, it's, been, it's been that way. It doesn't make you feel better as a hitter. But, like, you know, I think that uh, you can point to that and not get ejected from games. His walk numbers aren't crazy. He did, he doesn't walk a ton of batters. Uh, so yeah, there there's very much something to be said about a comfortable at bat, and uh, I don't know if he is. I definitely don't think he is actually. So length. Um, I have the stat up right now. Yeah, there is only one person with two hundred innings. Uh, Michaelis at one ninety three and a third. Maybe he'll get there. Nola one ninety two. There is five guys. Six guys over 190. Six guys over 190. So they're all approaching me. Only one person with 200 innings as of right now. Different sport. Merrill Kelly, 189 and two-thirds. Let's go, Merrill. Uh, was a lot of good options. I mentioned those Orioles guys. I mean, Sandy, Bassett, Brady Singer, whenever he pitches these days. Uh, Albert, we can always talk about. Taylor Ward popped up a two-homer game. How about that? Um, Trev, boy, do I have some good news for you. Okay. Slump watch. Slump watch. Wasn't filled out. Research and development didn't have slump watch this week. So I think we're clear. I'll do one. I'm gonna let me talk Who's the whole slumping? league. Up. Okay, hold on. Who do you want to hype up, kid? Baseball slumping. Okay, let's we'll just say that, and they're not really, but let's just say they are. Okay, okay. baseball. We know football's back. Okay, right. I get that. A lot of eyeballs going on the gridiron. Okay, right. we're talking Rams. We're talking USC football out here in LA because they're both they're both good. Yeah. All of a sudden, LA's got our football back. Baseball, we need you to shine. I want these wild card series to be good series. I want them to be aesthetically pleasing. So figure the jerseys out. Mm. We need the big names to step up. We need all the eyeballs on the sports. So you know what? All you people out there reporting on the game, MLB Network, uh, all the regional sports stuff, get on your game. Try to keep up with us here at Talking Baseball because we're going to be absolutely lights out with our coverage. 
We are going to make the game shine. Now we need the game to shine back for us. So baseball, it is our time. Postseason baseball is fast approaching. Get your swords sharpened. Take them to the blacksmith. Make sure your hatchet is there and your extra little dagger is ready to go because we all know the dagger is the most important thing in close hand-to-hand combat. The big sword is too slow. I'll stab you in the neck with a dagger. Same thing, baseball. We got to get going. It's our time to shine. Let's go, baseball. That includes you fans and all you in the chat. Let's make it happen. I mean, bottle that up. Bottle that whole speech up. Trevor Plouffe, the passion of baseball. Spinning it into Game of Thrones, kind of. And it he's saying that, that... I just stabbed you in the neck. You didn't even see it. He's saying that right after a segment we didn't have prepared. Telling everyone to bring your A-game for the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's talking baseball, baby. Um, I, I brought up some at-bats to see who was slumping. There, there was a couple guys, but they're all Honestly, not hit. a lot of big names in the quick scroll. I they're do. all going to hit. Um, which means dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Trev, I'll feed you a couple guys because there's a couple guys who who've been going off lately. Your boy Ty France. Mm. They're gonna need him to step up if those other guys are out. Uh, he's eight for his last eighteen. Uh, that's a four forty four batting average. One dot. For tree. Um, how about Brian Reynolds? Yep. Don't tell me the Pirates aren't playing for anything. They, well, they aren't. Uh, but Brian Reynolds with two homers, a little seven for 13, five runs. Uh, your boy Pete Alonzo. Yeah. The polar a lot of, bear. A lot, of, a lot of RBI. Seven RBI in his last three games. Hello. Uh, six for 12, a couple ding-dongs. You mentioned Renfro and Colton Wong with the three-homer day. How are you, kid? I love that for you. Um, And then you know what? Because this is a guy that wasn't in my book. I'm going to give him love over a Manny Machado or George Springer who could be in here every damn week. Connor Capel on Oakland. Two homers, seven ribeyes in his last couple games. Good for you, kid. 25 years old out of Katy, Texas. Wasn't in my book. Now he is. Now one more for you. One more. Will Smith, seven for 16. Two triples. He's a catcher. Best catcher in baseball. Getting jiggy with it. Trev, let's go to our awards because I think there's two guys that you and I just love to talk about. Guys that we would bet on, and we would bet on them at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Trevor Plouffe, the JM Pick'em League. Watch out, the kid is hot. And at DraftKings, new customers are getting $5. If you bet $5 on any NFL team to win, you will get $200 in free bets. If they do, they also have their same game parlays. Really easy, you click in. They make it so easy to pick out a couple things you like. And if you hit them, which, by the way, my Jakey Friday bet of the day, did it hit again? It sure did. It sure did. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place any $5 bet on a football game. That's 
Code John Boy, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Trev. Awards! I give you the honor. My award was going to go to one Bay Area catcher, but I've decided to make it about two Bay Area mm. catchers. One, I'll start briefly. I don't really know the guy too well, but uh, respected around the game. Buster Posey joining the Giants ownership group seems pretty awesome to me. We know the guy has got a lot of money. That's not what this is really about. It's about finding what he wanted to do post-baseball, and he decided that he wanted to approach the Giants ownership group about joining it. Well, here he is. I think he's the first baseball player to do that. Mm. Is that not right? I guess uh, did Jeets do it? Jeets was kind of an owner. I guess I'd have to know a little more about the details and stuff. Doesn't matter. I don't know the fine the, print. Yeah. Doesn't matter. What's really going on here is Buster Posey embodies what the Giants were about during that run. He I mean, he's a statue guy there. So yeah. I'm happy that he gets to do that. I think that's really cool. So shout out Buster Posey joining the ownership group. I wish I could have done something like that. Ain't going to happen for me. But Buster got to do it. I don't like that. The, my award was really going to go to a guy that I did play with and I do know very well and I do love. Okay. Stephen Vogt says this is going to be his last year. And we talk about a lot of these guys that are respected throughout the league. Um, you know, the Pujols is and all that stuff. And a lot of times... But Pujols, it's about his numbers, also about you know the way he treated people, the, the stuff that he does off the field that plays a, a huge part into it. With well, vote, man, it is, it's, it's everything about this guy. The fact that you know that he came from Azusa Pacific and loves to go back and talk about that. Um, the fact that he you know went I think 0 for 32 to start his big league career with the Rays and was like I don't know what the hell is going to go on here. He didn't know if he could cut it at 27 years old he made his debut went 0 for 32 usually that's the recipe for just getting out of the game you ain't gonna stick around kid two all-star games later 10 years in the show steven Vogt still doing it back with oakland it's a testament to the grind um and just being a good person like i i don't think i've ever met anyone you will ever meet anyone that has a bad thing to say about steven Vogt. he gives his time to every single one, he makes you feel like you're like his best friend, and he has that energy. It's 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 um it rubs off on you, man. He's one of those guys, you know, like the Eddie Escobars of the world, where he's bringing the energy and he's doing it, leading a pitching staff, and you know, like I just can't say enough good things about Stephen Vogt. And we got a lot of these managerial spots open this off season. He's going to be in contention for a lot of these managerial spots. Now, I don't know if he's going to go straight from playing to the lead role. I wouldn't. I would not hesitate one bit to put him in that role. I wouldn't. Uh, it, you know what I think is going to happen? So he might go. He might be bench coach for either Kotze or, or Bomel. Get his feet wet there for a couple of years, then bam, he goes and takes. He's going to get. Mark my words, people. I know a lot of people have said this. He'll be a manager in the biggies for a long time the bottom line it's the kind of person he is he's a leader of men i mean here fucking respect Stephen vote love you bro if you haven't 
listened to the Rose Rotation episode with Stephen Vogt. I mean, that's how I obviously don't know him as well as Trevor, but man, uh, could listen to that any day of the week. Evergreen, uh, fantastic dude. So beloved. And yeah, you're right, Trev. I mean, you know, you talk about, you know, coming up and he goes hitless. Uh, how bad does that have to feel at age 27? And, you know, it could could all be out the door. Now, guess what? If this guy wants to do media, he could do that. If he wants to coach, he can do that. So, uh, congrats to Stephen Vogt. Um, you know, I know he talks about his, his family and uh, his, his wife who supported him throughout on that Rose Rotation episode. So, if he wants to chill for a year, cool. If he wants to do whatever he wants to do, he's got options at this point because he's uh, a legend. And even if if this is before your time, if you guys don't know, Chris Rose had a job before John Boy Media. I uh, used to do a show, Intentional Talk. And uh, the Stephen Vogt referee stuff, man, I, a lot of you have probably seen it by now, but holy smokes, just to pop on TV to do that, I mean, that's so good. So, so good. What a legend. Um Trev, great award. Not enough people know that me and Stephen Vogt used to ride the Bart in Oakland to games. He kept me safe on that thing, dude. Taught me where to get off and stuff. It was fun. Someone had to. Trev, great award. Um, I want to give out an award to a guy who's been playing a good brand of baseball. Uh, one of my favorite players to watch play, actually. Uh, and the award is the best to ever do it. Um, Trev, I went to Judge's 60th home run game, which they also then Stanton hit a walk off grand slam. Pretty it's bad game for you. Yeah, pretty, pretty, that's that's that one's for life, man. Um, and I'm I'm stoked, stoked and happy for that. The game that was probably the coolest game I've ever went to was the COVID World Series. We went to the famous Randy Rosarena falling around third base, and he gets up, and he's in full cat mode. He should be dead in the water. Ball gets away. He scores. It was some of the weirdest pandemonium you've seen in a 20% capacity crowd. Um, yeah, it, it probably felt like a million people were there after seeing oh, yeah. nobody in the stands for I mean, it, it, the it, whole it, season. Again, a vibe in the stadium that I don't think I, don't think I can replicate. Um, or will be replicated. The Rays are going to the postseason again. Uh, it's almost become happenstance. We we almost don't acknowledge it enough. We get sucked in talking about their pitching. Randy had an okay first half, 744 OPS. You know, swiped 19 bags, stole 12 bases. Cool. In the second half, Randy Rosarena, 303 batting average, 368 on base, and 877. OPS in the month of August he won dotted and he's starting to get hot again he has been one of the best players over the last week and I just think I need to remind people of Randy Rosarena's postseason numbers um, in 29 games in the postseason you know about a month of baseball a little over even 354 batting average, a 436 on base, and a 1.197 OPS. Um, you know, I, I think there's people out there that'll probably tell you, you know, those those numbers are 
come back to earth and that's a small sample and that's how baseball works. Uh, maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe they have to come back to, down to earth. Um, but also, when this guy's up in October and a big at-bat finds him, which it will, not bend against him. Because um, in, in his... He actually had a couple Cardinals postseason games that uh, he went 0 for 4 in. So when you take those out, my guy on the Rays has been a 370, a 1.241 OPS hitter. So I'm, it's about that time of year. I'm getting excited for Randy season. It's boot season, baby. Put those boots <laughs> oh. on, Randy. And you know what you talked about? We always tell the Rays pitching. You're totally right, dude. The offense is severely overlooked. They have... Seven dudes right now that start for them that have an OPS plus over 100. Can't say that for a lot of teams. So it's deeper than you think. Mm. And they do things differently there, but it doesn't mean it's not good baseball. I mean, obviously they play a great brand of baseball. And I do like, it is almost like let's wait to the postseason to talk about the Rays because it seems to me like every year they're just setting up for the postseason. Is that, I mean, I don't even know if that's the right way to look at it. That's what it seems like to me. They've been on track. They're getting to the postseason. They know they're going to get there. I I mean, I know people, a lot of people have qualms about the Rays and how it gets run, and we don't want every team to be run like them. But, dude, they're a lot of fun to watch. Yandy Diaz. Yeah. Great year. 42 OPS plus. Great year from the Yandy man. And And he'll snap you in half. So jacked. Um, So jacked. Are they the most jacked team? What's that? Who's the most jacked team in the big leagues? Good question. Talking baseball? Find out tomorrow or the next day. Talking baseball. BBD, why don't you give us a best friend and let's get the hell out of here. Speaking of jacked, it's Flaherty. Six Mm. innings, nine Ks. Getting right. In L.A., right? Just in time. In L.A.? Yeah, they were in L.A. this weekend. Home cooking? Mm. Mm-hmm. Go, Jack, go. Your boy. All right. Let's wrap it up. It was a real one today. For Trevor, myself, BBD, the Jambino. We'll be back. Oh, my God. Postseason's coming. Let's go baseball. Chick sucks. Chick sucks. Jack team in baseball. No. Comment about Not it. You. It's not the Dodgers. Ugly team.